Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on February 12, 2023. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to give gifts to help sustain the ministries here at St. Mark's, you'll find information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Siggy Helgeson with the Gospel reading. The Gospel according to Matthew chapter 6. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which is alive today and gone tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. The Gospel of our Lord. Every month on the second Thursday, a small group of women meet in the fireside room to prayerfully knit together prayer shawls. As one of the knitters described the work, she said, knitting is like a meditative practice. It lends itself to prayer. And a peacefulness comes with a repetition. There is something wonderful about being able to create something out of a calm place. And it takes me away from worries. And it's fun to do together. As the knitter begins, she lights a candle and picks up the needles that she has chosen. And it's the calming shawl pattern. Her friend who has just been diagnosed with cancer has been on her mind. She speaks her friend's name and offers a prayer for strength and peace for her friend as she goes through chemo. A scripture verse comes to mind. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Knit one, pearl two her hands automatically turning the yarn with the needles, doing their work almost without thinking. 
And then she begins to hum the tune of a song from the Holden Evening Prayer Service. Let my prayers rise up like incense before you, the lifting up of my hands as an offering to you. She lifts her hands as she knits. It is sacred work. Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. These words are from the New Living Translation. And they were first heard by an ancient people in their church in Philippi, by their pastor, whom we know as the Apostle Paul. It comes near the end of the letter to encourage this beloved church. Paul writes to them while he is in chains, perhaps to let them know that even though he is under arrest, that he is thinking of them. They are in his prayers. He is grateful for the church, encouraging them not to worry, but to remember they can pray about everything. Tell God what you need. In Paul's day, there was certainly much to be worried about in the church as it was facing persecution. And Paul himself was in chains, thrown into prison because of his preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He himself may have struggled with worry and anxiety, maybe thinking about his churches, about the people he loved, what would become of them? Would they be next? And even for his own life. And yet he found strength to endure, peace to overcome through prayer. There is power in prayer. I've heard that said many times before. And worry is powerful too. But prayer is more powerful. I like the way that Eugene Peterson, who wrote the message translation of the Bible, puts it. He says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. And before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. It sort of reminds me of knitting, taking our cares and our concerns and bringing those threads together with petitions and then shaping them into prayers, letting God know your concerns. These words can encourage us today. We are living in anxious times where worries and cares can threaten to overwhelm us. We are living at a time in history when the world is so connected through information, through social media and Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. We have the ability to know what is going on in the world 24-7. And that just feeds into our anxious culture. Brene Brown, in her latest book, The Atlas of the Heart, 
She's a researcher, and, and she talks about many of the emotions that are, that are in our hearts. She states that about anxiety that one-third of adults in the United States will experience a state of anxiety. It's characterized by an intolerance of uncertainty and the desire to control. While things in our world do seem a bit out of control and uncertain, and I probably don't need to provide a list of examples, it would probably just make us all more anxious. She goes on to say that worry is often a coping strategy. It's not an emotion. Rather, it is a chain of negative thoughts that might happen in the future, and they're replayed over and over. Well, anyone who has a child who has just started driving knows how to worry. My two sons, when they were teenagers and they were able to drive by themselves, would keep me up at night when they were driving. And I would wait up until I heard them pull into the driveway. And then I could finally put my worry aside. I think I was trying somehow to cope with my anxiety over their driving by worrying about them, as if sometime, somehow my worrying could control their driving. Well, being anxious is a human emotion. And since we're all human, we are bound to experience it, and that's okay. It lets us know that maybe we should be paying attention to something that we're ignoring, or it prompts us to get help when we need it, or it just shows that we really care or love someone. Worry, on the other hand, is how we cope with it, a way to cope. And I think Brene says two things that are so important to know about worry. And first of all, that it's not helpful for coping. And second of all, that it is manageable and we can have an antidote to our worrying, which the Apostle Paul knew way before Brene and Jesus preached long before Paul at the Sermon on the Mount as Jesus encouraged his followers to trust God to take care of our needs and then not to worry about it, to look at the birds and how God takes care of them and aren't you of more value? In other words, to remember you are beloved. God loves you and cares for you. Jesus goes on to say, and I love this verse, and can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your span of life? No. In fact, it can take away from our life, can cause high, high blood pressure, among other things. Well, in our Advent devotional that we uh, just had, um, Back in December, uh, we were studying this, um, and Scott Stoner uh, talked about ways to cope with worry. And then he said this about worry. He said, it's derived from the 14th century German word for strangle. Worry constricts, perhaps even strangles, 
And worry definitely robs us of living fully in the present moment. So we are encouraged today to remember that we can take all of our cares and concerns to God in prayer. And that's why I'm so appreciative of this community of faith and the many ways we together lift up prayer. We lift up those in our church who are ill or or struggling, who are in need of healing. And beyond our church to our community, lifting up those who are most vulnerable. And we pray for peace and healing for the whole world each week in our prayers of the people. I know that many of you have experienced the power of prayer in your lives, especially in those darkest and most challenging times. Just this week I heard from from someone in our Bible study about the power of prayer she felt when she was uh, going through chemotherapy for cancer. She said that one thing she came to realize is that she had no control about outcomes, about what would happen to her. And she learned to trust. She relied on others, her, her medical team, and she relied on God and her faith community. She was given a prayer shawl to remind her of the prayers surrounding her. And she wore it around her every time that she had chemo and reminded herself that she was enveloped in these prayers, enveloped in love. I have the opportunity as congregational care pastor to do a lot of pastoral care and visit folks at their time of need. And I've heard so many say something similar to what she shared. And also uh, a woman that I visited at the hospital this past week said to me, she said, I have not been worried or afraid because I can feel the power of your prayers, the church, my community, lifting me and carrying me through this. So today, I want to ask you, in closing, to think of someone for whom you would like to lift up in prayer. Or if you have a concern or something that's weighing you down that you're worried about, perhaps you're feeling the need for prayer for yourself, whatever it is, I invite you now to to think about it. And if you'd like, perhaps even to write it down. Just writing it down can give you permission to pray about it. So I'm going to give you space to do this. And I want to invite you to take this to God in prayer. 
we can take all of our cares, all of our worries, all our concerns to God in prayer. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.